the scene opens up with you all crouched behind the snack cart and the leaves falling gently from the tree because you shot the shit out of that tree. That's the biggest victim here is the tree. Yeah, uh, there was some misses and the tree took the brunt of the yeah. attack. That's the scene. So time catches back up, starts full speed. There's a bunch of snack carnage around you. There's some scientists <laughs> like clutching their like there's we'll say there's like four scientists who have been shot. Some are groaning. Some aren't making any noise. One's trying to sit up, but like not doing too good. He's clutching his leg. And that's where you are. Okay, well, I guess. I guess the starfleetiest thing to do. Check on those survivors. Yeah, is to immediately go help help the people who are injured. Yeah. The scientists or the rebels? Probably both, but starting with the scientists. Do you want to check on okay, so Shaquel, do you want to check on a scientist or a rebel? Who looks the most injured? Well, the scientists just got I mean the rebels just got stunned. Right. They're fine. Yeah. Fuck those guys. Okay. So you're going to go over so and check Anyone who's injured in the blast yeah. and, um, you know, is bloodiest and or making noise. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to go to the bloodiest, <laughs> noisiest one. What do you... Posa yeah. goes, Shaq, Shaq, I, I got kind of hurt, too, because I was trying to talk to them. Yeah, whose fault was that? I tried to help you. <laughs> I heard your, your skin, your uh, shins were... My shins? That's right, you <laughs> fell down. Wow. That's all. <laughs> you would have the same amount of medical knowledge as, as I did, you know, just like um, basic Starfleet first aid. So you could certainly help yourself. So I do not worry about you. <laughs> Go to the per, to the hardest looking civilian. Sure. You see a scientist not that far away. Not, he's just sort of laying on the ground, sort of groaning. He's not trying to sit up or anything. And it is, did we ever talk about what the biplasians looked like? We did, didn't we? They're little, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. They're they're little and, you know, humanoid. Let's see, where are they? Just little guys. They got little hands, little feet. Just a little guy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he's an older biplasian. He's Wearing the, you know, the speed suit. Of course. He's got the lab coat. Makes sense. Uh, he's got the name badge on that says, hi, my name is... Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't come up with a name for him in advance. Oh, my favorite thing. Susie Quick, <laughs> on the spot, a name. His name is... Rialto. <laughs> All right. Nice. I love it. Rialto... You can just have one name, it's fine. Yeah, maybe just... <laughs> Hi, my name is Rialto. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, and that's all his badge says is "Hi, my name is Rialto," and underneath it, it says that he is a um, subspace spectrum specialist. Oh, and he sees you come over, and he coughs. <coughs> oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rialto. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> is that all he says? <laughs> I think if that's all he says, I'm going to be like, don't speak. I got it. Let me help you. And then he immediately passes out. Oh. <laughs> Poor Rialto. And you can see he's taken quite a bit of damage to his torso from the blast. He must have been pretty close to the wall when the rebels blasted it out yeah so, so. i think i'll like tricorder him mm. see if there's any like triage 
you know, like a field medicine yeah. that I can do real quick to help him. But then I would, I would call to cough. Yeah. Uh, so he's pretty beyond field medicine. Okay. Uh, and at that same time, as you're starting to call up to cough, the local biplasian authorities rush in. They're like, what happened here? Well, they have the most annoying voices. <laughs> all, of, all of the aliens we meet have terribly annoying voices. It's so strange. They're even worse than Shazim. Nothing's <laughs> worse than Shazim. Don't you know where the infernal transponder is, Lieutenant? Nothing's worse than Lorgoth. Come on. Lorgoth was the best. Hello, my name's Lorgoth the Decayer. <laughs> Music to your ears, and you That's know I love Lorgoth. <laughs> so maybe um, someone yeah. else wants to fill in the biplasians. They all like come running in, and they've got like stretchers and med kits, and you know they're they're, they're like half cops, half paramedics, right? There's there's a group of people who start milling around and trying to help survivors, and one of them does come up to you, Loxus, and yeah. says, "What happened here?" <laughs> Whoa, 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 there, little man. Uh, what did happen? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> we just explained it. Lot just like quickly looks over to Penny, like, what happened? Yeah, I mean, I guess Posa knows the most about exactly what happened, right? Do you just want to defer? If if Loxus looks around and is like, I honestly don't even know because I was behind a table shooting, that's fine. If I, I would just go because there's too much shit going on. I'm not going to go over and have a fucking sit down conversation with them. But I would say, uh, you know, the rebels in your area attacked, as I'm sure you've probably suspected they would at some point. Um, but I think they attack now because the Federation is here. And they don't like us very much. That checks out. God. I just go, uh, okay. We're all <laughs> by how they talk. We're like, ah. <laughs> I just get wide-eyed and confused. I'm gonna go secure these uh, prisoners. Uh, gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> we appreciate your help. <laughs> so, I don't know. What would I do? Would I, um... So, audience, do you want a Biplasian permanent cast member? Fuck Vote no. yes or no? <laughs> Text hell no to one woman or one woman. The Biplasians are all Iago. All of them are Iago. I'm oh, <laughs> We were about to go to a conference where one of these guys is going to do a whole thing. Like, we really dodged a bullet there. Oh my god. Right. We should be thanking the rebels right now. We really should. <laughs> so, um, Posa. Posa. Mm-hmm. That's Deanna, right? Yes. Deanna, yep. <laughs> please. Come on, DM. <laughs> I always want to get Shaquille and Pose mixed up for some reason. Do I don't know why. you want to bring up the pin board where I have everyone's names written? <laughs> uh, Pose, you actually see Shaquille over, you know, the scientists and like the little guys are hopping over with the stretcher and they're starting to pile him on. And you actually recognize his face from the research you were doing the night before. And you recognize him. You don't see his name badge or anything, but you do recognize him as Rialto, the subspace spectrum um, specialist. specialist. And you know that he is been heralded for his work on, um, obviously, the subspace spectrum and like chroniton particles and things like mm. that. So that's what we're looking for. Um, and he's the one that's getting carted away. Mm hmm. I would, uh, I assume at this point I'm probably closer to Loxus because I was just explaining something to somebody she was talking to. Um, so I would tell her, I was like, that guy, I recognize him from my research. That dude's important. Like, that. that's one of the dudes that we should be talking to if all this other shit didn't happen. So maybe we can learn a little bit of something about how we got here or how we... Do you want to follow him? I, uh, yes. Go. Okay. Are we splitting the party? No, no, no. We can all okay. follow. Yeah, they're okay. gonna take. I mean, there's there's biplasians here to take away the rebels, okay. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's their shit. And we've got all the snacks that are, we can carry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had a Snickers, so my shins feel better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the loop biplasian was talking to Loxa. He sees you walking after this guy in the stretcher. Says, 
Don't worry, we got it from here. Hey, Toad. Any waves? Hi. <laughs> That's a lolly Toad. Hi, Nabat. Are we all gonna follow uh, this the dude, Rialto? Well, the only other thing I was thinking of was staying here and trying to talk to any of the rebels that were still there. But I feel like they're probably getting like you know zip. They're definitely getting arrested right now. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't think we need to worry about them. No. Personally. So yeah, I would be like, I would like to see if we could go talk to this guy. I don't know what else the fuck we're supposed to do. So yeah, I think following up like to make sure he doesn't need they don't need medical help from the Komodo as well. You know, like they don't need a. No, nah, this is a very advanced society. Oh, they got it. Maybe they want something. I, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> you you know, watching them as the medics work on the people, you know that like. They don't need us. They don't need any extra <laughs> medical tricorders or anything like if that. If we're okay. there to find talk to this person, we should follow to make sure we can talk to him. We know where he's going and we can see how he's doing. So if he's able to talk to us, right? Yeah, yeah. it just so happens that I know he's somebody that we should probably talk to. So I don't really recognize anybody else as anything. Yeah, do we have any so. other leads? No. no. All right. So we're all going to follow and go to the emergency room with this guy. <laughs> and I'm going to pick up some leaves. Oh, yeah. Unless there's a contact there that we can, con- you know, talk to and be like, hey. Did I just get a card off of his body? And we'll just call him later. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, you can ask the medic where they're taking him if you don't want to all go or... I mean, he, if he's unconscious, we can't do anything at the moment, but who knows? They could have a fucking zapper and he's like wide awake and happy again. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. They might just put him through the get better machine you know conveyor belt. <laughs> they're so advanced okay so as we're talking about this this guy's getting carted off somebody go ask him yes hey you where are you taking him we're taking him to general number one is that a hospital that's a hospital yeah it's like by Plasian memorial we're not gonna know where any of these places are <laughs> it's it's down the road you can't miss it it's got the big Circle in blue on the tower. Glad you didn't say a big cross. I was like, that's probably not universal. <laughs> big circle. Got it. Check. Thank you. So I do call to cough, obviously, mm. and I'm going to tell her what happened. All right. So you fill her in. And she says, well, I'm glad that the four of you were there to stop the rebel attack before it had a chance to get started. That was fortuitous. Oh, we could have lost a lot of lives today. You women really have a knack for being in the right place at the right time that has nothing to do with the story that the DM writes for you at all. <laughs> Fair. It's a gift. <laughs> Posa can hear this and I, my eyes are just getting wider and wider as she's talking because I'm like, what the fuck? And I don't want to say anything. Like, I'm so weirded out. I don't want to say anything. You're weirded out by her being, like, nice to you? Yeah. Okay. Um, And she says, well... The Biplasians aren't yet Starfleet. Um, And we're... Thank you. Aren't yet Federation. And we're still reviewing their records before admitting them. And all in all, they're very close to being approved for membership to the Federation. But this rebel situation, they've covered up significantly in the documents. If you could find out more about this for us... And we can get in the record so we can include it as part of our review. I would really appreciate that. Anything you find when you're down there, just make note of it and we'll throw it in the files. Okay. Thank you, uh, Captain. I will let you know more. Carry on. Beep, beep. Unbeep, unbeep, beep. (laughs) Peep? What's the end beep? They never do it. That's the problem. They almost never touch their comm badges when they're done talking. They touch it when they're ready to talk, but they don't touch it again when they're done. So you just are always connected to someone once you're connected to someone. Always. Gross. Okay, well, whatever the (laughs) protocol. I turned it off. I wait. Okay. (laughs) Saves battery, you know. Um, So I guess we probably want to maybe go talk to the authorities then that are arresting the rebels. Mm. They probably want a statement from us. So I'm going to suggest that to our commander, which is Lox. God, I really don't want to talk to these people anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I just spit my drink all over my microphone. There is white claw all over my microphone now. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) 
Do we still have those those pads that we got when we first got here? Yeah, your your uh, convention guide to what's going on at the convention. I was gonna say I would try and do if if I could. Like, I'm not really a hacker, like Danny is, but. If if there's anything else on the pad besides welcome to the convention, then I would like to see, but it probably isn't. It tells you about the speakers, it tells you about the panels, it tells you about the local restaurants and the local fun things to do near the convention center, it tells you where the nearest cheesecake factory is. Wow. <laughs> no, to stay away from there. Yeah, where where to get coffee. My Plasian cheesecake has like a lot of bugs in it though, so we probably aren't going to it. I'm down. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah lots of super done. Yeah, I want that. Two of them. But other than that, there are like pads that were significant, like specifically, like think of, think of, yeah, or like your regular, your iPad, and then they've put an SD card in that only has sure. this content. It, you could take that con, you could like wipe it or anything, but it doesn't really have anything else. Okay. Okay, then I I toss them behind the snack cart too. We'll say you give a statement to the Biplasian authorities who are there, um, and it, there's really not much to tell. I mean, you it takes a minute or two to sum up what happened. It was a very quick thing, um, mm-hmm. and they thank you, and then they start, you know, loading the rebels into the future paddy, space paddy wagon. Shouldn't, shouldn't we um, be asking them more questions about the rebels? If you want, yeah. yeah. Aren't we supposed to find out more information about the rebels? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What Dee Dee knows about them, she researched. She did a so, deep dive. She so rolled really well. There's so. definitely some documentation mm-hmm. already that that Starfleet has access to because Dee Dee got that information yeah. from our database. So she got. So I would say that you rolled really well on that. Um, so you weren't even just looking at Starfleet's documents. You were actually like synced into the Biplasian database and like flipping through all their documents and then having the computer like auto google translate it for you on the fly um so that's how you got access to all this information i mean it was definitely through federation computers but it's because they've synced for federation acceptance okay so we don't need to worry about getting more information about that specifically because we have that records that Mm -hmm. we already uncovered so we can just give that research to to kov later so maybe we want to ask specifically about this incident like what they've learned from the rebels that they've arrested that they what their you know motivation was and why they did it are they planning other ones that kind of thing i know what their motivation was if they're planning other ones that'd be interesting but i know what their motivation was. well you know what you read so you sure. have a good you have a good guess as to what their motivation was but you know also if we ask them and they try to cover it up like the people that are you know what i mean I, i'm also just curious yeah. what the fuck they're gonna say okay I'm all for talking to them. And if they've got the rebels and they're taking the rebels and we want to ask the rebels any questions, they would be the people that we would ask to talk to the rebels. Exactly. I'm already talking to them. I just <laughs> march over. I'm like, you guys keep talking. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. <laughs> Loxus takes command. So yeah. you walk over to the, you walk over to the rebels um, that are being loaded in or they're kind of like getting zip tied. And I'm, I look for whoever's in charge, whoever looks like they're giving the orders. Okay. I would like to ask if I can accompany Locks because I watch too much Supernatural and I feel like we could be the FBI agent ones where we go in and we can like tag team them and I am really good at talking my way out of things. I keep walking. I, I'm not going to stop anybody from joining me. I'm, I'm also, I don't, I can give you permission. I'm just like, who's in charge? <laughs> okay. Penny's tagging along. A biplasian, uh, he's looking at a pad and he looks up. He goes, ah, Starfleet. Oh, geez. How can I help you? I like cringe <laughs> and and kind of shake my head a little bit. Hey, are you in charge? Yes, ma'am. Okay. It's me. What's, what's your name, mm-hmm. sir? Loot Captain. Loot Captain. Captain Albano. Oh, my gosh. Lou Albano. Captain Lou Albano. Good reference. <laughs> May I call you Captain Lou? By all means. Hey, so uh, what's your take on this uh, rebel situation? Oh, these rebels. They've been a pain in our 
he says some biplasian word for ass. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You assume it means ass. It's been the pain in our crops for a while now. Uh, What do they want? They, uh, they hate the, they hate all this science, all this tech. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a landmark feature of how advanced our society is. And they're, they're so mad about it. They want the, us to return to the way of the old gods. I mean, who would do that? We had medicine. Everyone was sick and dying all the time. People, babies would be born without heads. Why would we do that? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. The, the gods wanted it. They wanted headless babies. That's the way God wants it. I don't know why, dude. They're a bunch of, they're a bunch of basket cases. I don't get them at all. They don't appreciate all of the nice things we have in our modern life. And I, I it's, it's really beyond me. I, I don't think some of them are, well, to be honest, I don't think some of them are really all there. If you know what I mean, they act a little kooky, almost like, I don't know, like a cult or something. Huh? Interesting. Hmm. So um, I'm wondering, you know, uh, Federation, as we are, uh, we're, we're interested in maybe talking to your prisoners getting some info from them. Oh, go ahead. If you can get anything out of them, let me know. Fantastic. And his voice is the worst. <laughs> I don't know why I committed to this voice it's for this race. Late. It's going to be a long few sessions. He he says, I just, go ahead. I mean, we're going to take him away in a few minutes, but if you want to ask him a question, go ahead. So he, he kind of nods over to some of the rebels that are being... That are waiting, they're kind of waiting in line to be put into the paddy wagon. So this is where I'm going to rely on some of my, well, Penny, Penny, what do we want to know from these people? Yeah. Um, we want to know why they feel like violence is the way to, uh, well, because we know what their motives are already because they yelled it at yeah. us during the do whole we, shootout. Do we, we know what they say their motives are. We don't know what their motives are. Let's just ask them what yeah, the motives are. Maybe get that from the horse's mouth, but also maybe kind of get an idea of the scope. How many rebels are there? Right. How big is the cult? Mm-hmm. You really think they're going to give us that information? Well, I don't got to ask. <laughs> It'll hurt to ask. Oh, hey, I can use my cunning linguist stunt with them if we need to. It doesn't hurt to ask. I'll wait and see if I need to use this stunt, but... Um, I can flashly overcome by talking my way out of something or distracting or communicating with people. So I can like really turn the charisma or flashy whatever up to not to way more than up that. Up to 11. Up to 11. <laughs> and try and get some shit out of these people. Well, because if they are a cult, it would be good to know, like, are they zealots? Is that why they're doing this? Are they, you know, brainwashed? Are they, you know. Are you a good cult or a bad cult? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you eat people? <laughs> Is it headless babies? That's the whole thing you're after? <laughs> we need more headless babies. Yes. <laughs> babies have too many heads. <laughs> Do they have a ruler? Do they have a king? Do they have a... Right, yeah. Those, you know, all good questions. Mm-hmm. So do you guys want to... Let's say we actually said these things to each other in character. Yes. And then we split up. Uh, you know, and go, you know, you're gonna go ask question multiple rebels at rebel. once. Yeah. So there, you can. Well, so we'll just go down the line one by one, since you're gonna kind of all tackle a different rebel. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say they are a little dazed from being stunned and then woke up, so they're kind of like doing that thing where they're a little wobbly, standing back and forth, yeah, and I, their eyes are a little glazed. Maybe over. their voices like aren't that <laughs> like a little bit less. <laughs> So, uh, who wants to ask? Who wants to ask their first rebel a question? Who's got the best skill points in this? Who's going to do the best? Because so, it, and it depends on how you want to do it. If you want to try to trick someone, you do sneaky. If you want to be charismatic, you do flashy. If you want to be scary, you do forceful. If you want to like outwit them, you use clever. Right. So, how you ask and what you ask. If you're going to roll for something, I might, probably won't make you roll, but. Um, if it is something that's going to require you to roll, think about what skill you want to use and how you apply that to the question you're asking. What tactic do you want to take? Or you just want to talk to them like regular chill. Mm-hmm. You know, it's up to you. So who wants to... Well, Penny's more of a good cop. So if we're going to go good cop, bad cop, do we want to start with bad cop or good you cop? You start with bad and then you have good cop coming after. All right. I'm going to intimidate the shit out of my guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. So I'm, you, I'm just, yeah. You walk up to kind of a sleepy looking, stunned sort of biplasian. You look, well, you look down. Say, at hey, him, you. Right? Yeah. Hey, you. Oh, look at me. It, yes. He looks up at you. I got some questions for you. Oh, no. He's just, he's, he would be scared if he had like the energy and like <laughs> fortitude from after being phased to be scared. But he's not displaying it, but in his heart, you can tell he's, he's intimidated already. You're huge. Right. So what are you trying to do here today? <clears throat> oh God, it's another throat guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we lost the last one. <laughs> I just keep cringing every time they start talking. Passes out. No. <laughs> Too much technology, too much, too much science, no respect for gods. So do you have a religious leader? Do you have a king? What's going on? Who's, who do you, who do you follow? Well, we all follow the ancient god Rebrog. <laughs> all right. And who gives you a uh, Rebrog's uh, word handed down? Rebrog himself? He just kind of sways and looks up to the sky. Um, go ahead and give me a roll and use your forceful skill. You got it. Um, black or spum dice? I'm gonna go with black. The spum. I'm going with black, not okay. the spum. Um, okay. So I'm. Oh yeah. Oh, can I? Oh, I have a a forceful intimidate. Like that's one of my stunts. Create advantage. Right. You can use it if you did if you didn't roll very well. If I if oh if I roll shitty, that's right. I forget how this What does your stunt say? What how did you write it? Intimidate, swing and dig. <laughs> yeah, plus two forceful for intimidation. Yes, you can use that. If you need it. Roll first. Yeah. Okay. Mama roll first. Um okay, so I got a zero plus my two. So I've I got I got no three. It's a forceful. I got a three. Um, and it would be a five if I used my uh, advantage. I think three is probably enough. So you use you're using your stunt, um, and you don't have to use a fate point when you use your stunt. Um, that's just because you only have you only have two stunts. Uh, okay. Some of them are once per day. So the way the stunts work is like Deanna's is once per day, right? You have one that's once per day, and that's because yep. it's like almost overpowered, right? But yep. the regular stunts where you get to add plus two and you can justify it in the situation, you can just use those as many times as you want. And okay. you don't have to use stunt uh, fate points. The stunts are there to add like flair to make your character unique in a certain way. And that's one of Loxus's skills. Okay. So right. she can so use it as many like times as she likes. Having some cool armor or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yep, okay. exactly. Then a five. You got a five. Um, so he looks back at you and says, we all answer to Rebrog through the lady. The lady? So, Lox, did you pick him up, like, and are shaking him? <laughs> oh my god, yes. What fucking lady? The lady. What does she look like? She's beautiful. She's tall. Like you. <laughs> and he smiles real big. <laughs> Is uh, she the same species as you? He just kind of falls silent. He looks around. She's the lady. Okay. He's creeping me out. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Lox? Is that is that you think that's all you can get out of him, or he's 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 going glassy eyed and fucking weird on me? So yeah, I just drop him and I go over and grab a snack bag. <laughs> Angrily eating some chips, grabbing some jelly bean, goobery bean. <laughs> so, did, so did we all hear that? Okay. So then... If we're all talking to individual people at the same time... I guess, have you started? I don't know. It's that's. I'll make that your call. Did you already start talking to people? or were... I think it could be simultaneous. It's like okay. all happening at the same time, but we're going to go around and talk about what was happening. That's my... Okay, so if that's if you're going to do it simultaneous, then no, you not, the we rest of you wouldn't have that. heard that. Unless Penny is with Loxus to do a good cop, bad cop, you would... Penny would hear it then. Okay. Uh, but if Penny's off, like, talking to her own prisoner... I split off with my own prisoner. Okay, then you wouldn't hear it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. So who's next? So who wants to go next? How about Penny? Yeah. Um, I find um, one of them that's just kind of looking dazed and I go, I bring them kind of like whatever water or coffee would be because again, good cop. Oh, sure. So whatever. Like a blanket? Yeah. <laughs> 
like a biplasian blanket and coffee combination. And I come up and I'm just like, hey, how are you doing? Obviously bad. Um, so I give them like the stuff and kind of crouch down so that I'm not as tall to them as I am to me. Like a kid. Like a talking to a child. Exactly. So this this rebel, she looks at you and she smiles. She's like, oh, you're so nice. Not like the scientists. Not like the school. Not like the university. And she gets a real sad look in her eye. Mm-hmm. And I just say, um, tell me more about that. I heard that you guys were kind of upset with what was going on with them. They didn't want me. They said I wasn't smart enough for the university. She just sighs. <gasps> hmm. And I'm like, it's so everyone has something that they're smart in. So it might not have been what the university was looking for, but I'm sure you've got something you're good at, right? I like to make bombs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I just kind of doozy there. nod and I go, was this your bomb that was used today? She just smiles sheepishly. She's like coyly. She's like, will you promise not to tell anyone the answer? I won't tell anyone. Yes. Yeah, fingers crossed behind my back. Like Vulcan salute, but like all the four (laughs) fingers are kind of crossy. (laughs) So, yeah. Yep, I made this one. It was the best one I ever made. Yeah. Have you used any of them before? I mean, it's a big explosion. I can see what happened here. So have you used them before this or is this your first time? Oh, no, I've exploded a lot of things. Yeah. What are you hoping to accomplish by exploding these things, showing off your talent here? To make them pay. To make them pay for what? Telling me I'm not smart. So you just want to show them how good you are. And how we don't need them. Mm-hmm. So you don't need technology, right? Is what I'm hearing is that you're not a big technology. Are, are you doing this for the old gods then? Roll me a, uh, I guess this would be, you're being nice, so flashy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so two. Um, by the way, my dice that I will be rolling this evening, um, it's Pride Weekend here in Phoenix, so I have one of every color. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Okay, I got a three. She just smiles and she says, we all do everything for the old gods, whether you know it or not. Okay. I, I don't know what else, what I can get out of her. Like, everything's for the old gods and she makes bombs. I think that's pretty much... You're satisfied What's with that? What's the school for? What's the university for? Do you ask the captain, Captain Lou Albano? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, uh, we got a university for everything. Got medical school, um, science school. Science school. Wow. <laughs> Cop school. Cop. Oh. Cooking school. So, because I'm also curious, like, right? Like, what happens to people that don't get into university? They make bombs and smile creepily. I mean, because are these people dumb? I mean, are they super slow and that's why they've got nothing else and they follow this weird lady who gets them to do their bidding? I mean, what the fudge is the deal here? I mean, because they all seem a little weird, too. Don't they seem a little weird? I mean, they're all fucking yeah. weird, but these ones seem a little, little googly eyes. Oh, no, they, those, and the Captain Albano agrees, he's like, oh, no, those, those rebels are, they're out there. I don't, they talk about this cult, the lady, I mean, Rebrog was our old god before we, <laughs> gods, I mean, well, that's just fairy tales, nobody, I mean, that's not real. But they still believe in them. I don't know why. Okay, so should we? Should I? Should we go to next person's? Sure. Yeah. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. Danny Shakel. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's my turn. Okay, so I'll go up to whomever is next. One other rebel. So I don't. I think I'm going to be careful with my words. Mm. So I think that's the approach that I'm going to take. Is just try to phrase it just really carefully. They don't think I'm being, you know, too interrogated. Too invasive yeah, or exactly. nosy. Hmm. So I would kind of try to ask a question in a careful way. So tell me about the old gods. Tell me about your gods. So you get a pretty young rebel. I mean, I would say 
I don't know how old biplasians live, but the human equivalent of like 18 or 19. Um, probably the youngest one in the group. And he says, he's asked to tell you about the old gods. Yeah. Give me your, <clears throat> give me your pleat, your, uh, your pamphlet. Give me the pitch. <laughs> give me the chick track. Yeah. Uh, Re- <laughs> What's the fucking name of this god? Rebrog. Rebrog. It's the keeper of secrets. It's the keeper of knowledge. And he only doles out the knowledge to the worthy. Who decides who's worthy? Rebrog. How do, how does he tell you? How do you know? The lady. The lady. This lady again. Where can I find the lady? Where's she at? He just shrugs. Well, did the lady tell you to do this? To do the bombing? Uh, roll me a careful check. Oh, heck yeah. Where'd my jizz cubes go? <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Just a one. You don't have anything no, to add? No, she doesn't have any sort of stunt or anything. I don't think that would... Do you have a faint point? Isn't that... You could use a faint point, but you'd have to justify... You'd have to narratively tell us why you think it's appropriate to use a faint point. Like, oh, I changed something about what I'm doing, or I think I would get to ask again or get to roll again because of this X, Y, Z. When you get use a fate point, you do have to justify it. You don't just get to use it. I have a, I do have a stunt, though, about with my... It's called awareness. Mm. Affects the physical senses, such as ESP. Um, it's not going to help you make him t- tell you more information. Boy, that was a terribly constructed sentence. <laughs> it will give you sort of a sense of when he mentions the lady, he gets sort of this warm, glowy, sort of like happy rush, like a full body blush almost, like ethereally. He's blushing in his entire being when he thinks of the lady. Not erotically, but like he's just happy. <laughs> how, how big is his boner? <laughs> he's just like super happy. It just like even mentioning or thinking about her he just gets fills him. Boner. Yeah, they get just weirder and weirder. <laughs> <laughs> so what does he say to my question? I asked um, if the lady told him to do the thing, and I rolled a one. Oh yeah, he says. Just trying to think of what would this what would this soul boner boy say right now? <laughs> Remember, he's got a soul boner. That's important. He says, "I would do anything for the lady." I am intrigued by the lady myself personally. I would love to know more. Like, do you guys have a church? Do you have a congregation? Um, where can I go to kind of commune with the lady? He looks at you and says, I'm not stupid. If the lady wants to find you, she'll find you. I think she wants to find me. She'll find you. All right. I guess that's a dead end. Right. <laughs> Dana, what do you, uh, what does she, a pose I want to do? Um, I was thinking of finding uh, one of the more stoic sort of, th- they're, they're standing, you know, they're, you know, kind of head held high, trying to not have the, you know, the fact that they were just knocked out. Phase like one them, who looks you know? really like a proud one or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. There is definitely a, we'll say an older, older biplasian um, gal who's standing there just watching as she's got her hands in the zip ties and she's looking at all of the, you know, the, maybe the younger biplasians and just maybe shaking her head slightly. So I'm going to walk up and I'm going to, I don't really know what approach. I was thinking clever, but I'm not so sure now. Um, uh, I'm going to sort of use the aspect of fuck authority. Okay. I'm going to try and get on the side of I'm a rebel too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I grew up and in, in my dad was a rebel. I was too young to fight though, even mm-hmm. though I really, really wanted to. Uh, I believe in old gods too, even though I don't. That's a lie. Um, so I totally understand what it's like to have... Uh, you know, somebody's kind of swoop in and try and take that away from you. So you say that to her and she looks at you and you recognize she's actually one of the ones who was moved by your speech and she actually put her um, her weapon like, she like holstered her weapon when you were talking and then yeah. she, she looks at you and she says 
It's really easy to get swept up in doing what you think is right. And sometimes it takes someone who comes from out of side to make you realize that you're being a huge idiot. I don't know what I was thinking. That's really big of you to say. That's that's important. I mean, I think what you're fighting for is still important. It's just the way you're going about it that, I mean, people got injured here, not just you, but scientists and I don't think you meant to do that. Oh, no. We meant to do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, there's no, no, no mincing, no getting around that. I mean, we definitely were trying to kill scientists. <sighs> I, under- I understand that you feel that these people, they don't believe in the old ways anymore that, you know, have worked for you for who knows how long. And, you know, they, they treat those, you know, tech that they think are below them as dirt. I absolutely understand where you're coming from. But I do think that if you were to just speak with them and allow them to speak with you, maybe not blowing stuff up, maybe. You know, the funny thing is, is that we're such a peaceful, communal society. I mean, everyone gets treated well. I don't the by places in general? Mm-hmm. We're just very giving. I mean, nobody gets left behind. It's just... Uh, she brainwashed or something? What the fuck? It's just that sometimes you think that you miss how life used to be, and you just wish you were young again, and life was like what you knew before. Right. No, I I understand that probably more than you can imagine. Um, She looks at you and she says, if you're going to ask me anything about... Rebrog or the lady, though, I ain't telling you nothing. I don't want to get killed in the middle of the night in jail. I don't want to offend you guys any more than we already have. But I know that us here right now, our Federation, and that you don't necessarily want us here. And you don't want the Biplasians to be a part of the Federation. Um, But I didn't know that before. I mean, I read all kinds of stuff about you, and I was very interested in your culture, but I didn't know anybody was against the Federation. So there's something that, that's something that needs to be known by everybody, not by blowing things up, but by talking. She just looks at you. She's like, I'm I'm ready to go to jail. I just walk away. (laughs) I'm done. That's my social activity for the day. <laughs> you just got like the most tired, jaded, oldest one who was just like, yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay. So we did learn some info. Um, do we want to go to the hospital now? Yeah. Yeah. Go check out Rialto. See yeah. how he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe um, being what we just learned, <laughs> you know, send our, send a little report. To yeah. Tukov. Write up your little report as you're walking. Yeah, just email it. Yeah. Yeah. So the hospital, General One, I think is what he called it, (laughs) with the big uh, blue circle on the tower. You actually can see it from here. It's not that far away. It's like two or three blocks away. Uh, As we go, I'm going to see if there's any plants or flowers or even bugs or anything that I don't recognize. And I'm going to snatch them them up. Yeah, you you, you get a bunch of good samples. You get some petals. You get some. You got a little bug in a tube. You got... (laughs) Yeah. How many legs does the bug in the tube have? The bug in the tube has <laughs> one leg. <laughs> so it's a worm. And he hops on it. Oh, it's like a, a, it's like a pogo. Worm. <laughs> like whatever that worm is with a shoe and a hat. What's that worm's name? What? <laughs> what worm are you talking Richard Scary. Uh, oh, guy. that guy. So much fun to be a part of busy town. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> It's off topic. I'm so sorry. Right. So, we so you walk to the hospital. <laughs> and uh, the receptionist looks up and she says, Oh, Federation! The paramedics said you might be coming in. Uh, you're looking for... She types on her keyboard a little bit. Um, Danny gets to watch me LARP <laughs> as I DM. <laughs> yeah, she's, she is typing on her keyboard a little bit. She types on her computer. She says, Room C... 54. Down that way. I nod. Yeah. It's pretty easy to find C54. There's lots of signs. I ESP to like figure it out. (laughs) You read a lot of good signs. Yeah. (laughs) 
and you get to see 54 and it's not a very big room. Um, you know, it's just a small private hospital room with the bed and like the TV playing in the corner, just playing like, you know, some infomercials. <laughs> very soothing. <laughs> yeah, I do not want to see no. a vibration infomercial. <laughs> not that I, not <laughs> it's got a nice window, you know, some flowers. Um, and Rialto's laying in bed and he's hooked up to a ton of machines that are beeping and like the, the compressors are going and he doesn't look great. But he's awake. He's awake. I'm, okay. I would I would inspect the machines and see what they do. They are keeping him alive. Okay. Yeah. He's he you walk in and there's a like an attendant with him just kinda like dabbing his brow every now and then and making sure he's comfortable. And Rialto's eyes look pretty like glazed over, but he's a he's a awake and mostly alert. He says he looks, he sees you coming. He says, "Oh, visitors! Hi, hi, Doctor Rialto. <laughs> um, we're from the USS Komodo. We're Starfleet officers. If you are feeling up to it, we thought we could ask you some questions." Ask quick before I'm dead. <laughs> Very bleak. It's super morbid, sir. He looks. He looks at his beeping machines. Just kind of like he doesn't have a lot of energy. His neck. He just kind of looks over his machines and he looks back at you. No, no, seriously. <coughs> this seems very unimportant now. <laughs> um, but you know, I we wanted to see you because we've experienced. A, a phenomenon that we thought you could help us with. Mm. Um, and so I just give him the lowdown about what happened to us, the black hole and the, all mm-hmm. that we know about it so far. His eyes actually get really wide and he actually looks like um, all of the energy he has. He, and you can sense with your ESP, like he's excited, like another soul boner. Yeah. Was, <laughs> he's getting like, you say all this. He says, Oh, this is, Oh, Oh, so sad I'm so sad I'm not gonna make it for much longer because this is this would really crack my research wide open. Ah, rebrog it. Can't believe I'm gonna die now. Do I think that we can help him if we get him back to the ship? Who's his assistant? Who's his underling? Let's find that guy right now. He's he's sitting there actually just like he's just sitting there like booping on the machine to make sure like everything's, you know. Okay, yeah. If this guy's gonna die, I mean, we want to know his research and yeah. Oh, were you thinking more like um, like a meant like a mentee? Yes, mm. of his professionally, not the like guy. Oh, who's his research runner? Okay, okay. Oh, he says, oh, I... seriously, I got it was just me. You weren't working with anybody. You weren't passing this your knowledge on to anybody. Oh, you don't have some notes. Nobody was interested in the subspace spectrum like me. They're all interested in one-legged bugs. <laughs> I'm in the background like, I feel you, bro. I feel you. They're just, they're more interested in medical science and space faring and nobody, you know, the thing is, is nobody cares about the subspace spectrum until it matters. Do you think I could, um, mind held? <laughs> Free his mind and get all the info out of it. Does if you want to hop in there, I mean, I don't want to do without asking. I mean, you'd have to. You'd have <laughs> that's to. Not, ask, yeah, right? that's not how we do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe I offer that as an option. I mean, if if that's something that Enar yeah. could do, I assume we can. If right. Vulcans can do it, read his mind and download the info. You ask him, and he says, "Well, you probably don't want to be in here right now. It's pretty dark." <laughs> But I will tell you that all of my research can be found at my lab or my study. Which is where? Tell us before you die. Where is Where's it? Where's the key? In my house. Oh, do you have a house key we can borrow? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> in my pocket, there's a key card. In the pocket of what you're wearing right now. It's one more handsy before he goes. <laughs> I would do it. 
oh, over there. <laughs> the hell's wrong with you? You got you got a crump for a brain or what? <laughs> um. So as as Penny, could I be meditating during this time to try oh, sure. and use my my thing where I can meditate to discover something about my surroundings. Can yeah. I like see what's going on with him? Because he's not letting her into his mind, but can I kind of get a vibe about what's sure. happening? Yeah. You know, read his aura. Yeah. See what I can get from that. Yeah. Give me a roll. Okay. Okay. I got, hell yeah. Um, four. Okay. You actually, he's got like, if we're going to talk in, you know, cliche auras, he's got like that gross green, you know, sort of like deathly pallid, mm-hmm. like green color about him. And you can actually see like the color from his aura draining. It's actually getting like grayer, right? And mm-hmm. you actually, you realize that, you know, kind of feeling his general being that he's been sick for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. What's killing him isn't his immediate wounds. There's also more to his condition that makes him worse off. So His science is killing him. <laughs> yes, it's slowly rotting his brain. <laughs> Madame Curie style. I'm out of the room. Uh, Posa is standing kind of in the hallway, mm. almost like hopping back and forth like I have to pee. Because I don't want to be here because I'm not a fan of death. But I also really want to go get this guy's information, like, real, real bad. So you're, like, ready to move. Yeah. And you're kind of reading his aura, Penny. Mm-hmm. And then, like, all of a sudden you hear the machine go, Bing! Naturally. And this, oh, shit. The assistant at the side of the bed just kind of nods his head and says, Well, it's bound to happen sooner or later. He just shuts the machine off. But the witness heard that. So he's not going to be weird if we go... Take his key card and go into his house, right? Well, he was there for the whole explanation about your situation. And then he heard, like, Rialto give you permission to take his card. What was wrong with him? Um, The assistant says, well, he he had a a degenerative disease that had been eating him alive for decades. Could have had a surgery, try to fix him, but it was only a 30% survival rate. So he just opted not for it. Just to live his life until his time was up doing the best he could with his research. Okay, that's great. Can we go? Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, I'm getting the key card out, and I'm like, we're good, right? And, like, look well, at him. They don't have any HIPAA here. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, this guy's not a medical professional, all right? True. <laughs> willing to tell me everything about this guy's medical history. <laughs> and I will tell you, they are being very upfront with you, and you mm-hmm. think it's probably because you're wearing Starfleet uniforms. Uh, sure. So I grab a key card. So you got the key card. P- Posa is dancing in the hallway, ready to, ready to go. The assistant puts the sheet up over Rialto's face and shakes his head and kind of pats his head one last time. And and then and then Rialto is no longer for this we world. We all say a little prayer to Rebrog. <laughs> he was the one that had the least annoying voice. <laughs> Amen, Loxus. Amen. Beautiful. It's the best tribute we could give him. So <laughs> you're welcome. Let's go dig through his shit. <laughs> let's, go, let's go rifle through his trash. <laughs> so maybe I shoot uh, Takav another email, like, yo. Sure. She says, cool. All right. I mean, not that. <laughs> what abs? She does a thumbs up emoji. Yeah. Emoji. Yeah. You know how it has, like, the most recently used emojis? I want to look through Loxus's really bad. (laughs) Well, it's just eggplants all the way down. Eggplants, peaches. You got it. Pointing handgun finger and the OK symbol next to each other. Lots of those. Lots of those. (laughs) So we go to his house. We know where it is. So many tongues. (laughs) (laughs) So you definitely go to Dr. Rialto's house. We do. We know where it is. We go there. You hail a cab, you know. You go out to sort of the nicer countryside so suburbs outside the big city. Do their cars float? Yeah, Obviously. definitely. You take one out to the countryside. You know Data's like house and study in all good things, right? Yes. You use the key card on it, no problem. It opens up. Um, very tidy house, but looks like, you know, it's just one older man with a degenerative disease who was living in it, so like, a little dusty. 
Um, looks like a lot of stuff that has been placed and then not touched, like a lot of books in the bookshelves were put there mm-hmm. years ago and then probably never pulled back out. Like that has all the signs of someone who lives in the house, who's someone who sleeps in the house, but doesn't really live in the house. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Not a lot of relaxation happening probably. Okay. So is there any clear like study or lab? Yeah. You poke around and you find um, in the back, sort of a separate building that's a little bit newer in construction. And it appears to be his lab slash study. Um, and this this area is much, definitely much more active in a sense that there's not a lot of dust. Um, there's papers uh, strewn around on his desk. There's um, like portfolios that are open with notes scribbled in them. He was clearly working up until yeah, earlier today. Yeah, earlier today. Yeah, he yeah. was. So, so let's um start digesting it, Starfleet. Let's do it. So I just go to the fridge. Open it up. Start eating. You find like the biplasian equivalent of hungry man meals, frozen <laughs> frozen meals, but they're like futuristic, right? They got like you can just pop them in the. You know, it's it's like a nice hearty meal. Biplasian equivalent of potatoes and steak. I'm into it. Pop one of those bad boy in. Bug gravy. Bug gravy. Yeah. Uh, it's got the egg. It's got many one legs in it. <laughs> so there's there's one leg, but there's like a lot of them. Yeah. I'm into it. And you find the equivalent of like hams. Yeah, in the fridge. So crack one of those. Um, Poza would probably go straight to like his desk, like. The, the place that it looked like he sat and worked and his notebooks and stuff. He's got, you know, sort of futuristic pads where he has been storing his research like permanently, but he also has a bunch of handwritten notebooks, uh, old school. He's like, it appears he likes to keep his initial yeah. notes by hand. So do we just want to clear it out, clean it out, get all the notebooks, get all the portfolios, get all the pads and beam them to the ship. I mean, I think we would, right? Sounds good. I'm not against that. That's what we do, Susie. So, Loxus is leaning, kind of, you're like in the kitchenette, like watching them through the window in the lab, and they're all downloading all of the data and like packing up the notebooks gently and wrapping them, you know, like some of you are scientists, so you're like making sure his lab notebooks are taken care of properly. Penny's actually kind of looking around to see if they're like just kind of looking at how he lived. He's she's more interested in like just are there family pictures on the walls? Are there like degrees posted? Like I want to know his story. A ton of degrees on the wall, mm-hmm. but no pictures of family. There is a picture of like a little slug wearing a tiny hat. <gasps> oh my god. And it says, it says underneath the slug wearing the hat, it says, like, wish you were here. God damn it. (laughs) Does it have a monocle or anything on there? Oh, God. Yes! He's definitely wearing a monocle. A top hat, a tiny top hat and a monocle. Where is the monocle resting? That doesn't, there's physically impossible for a slug to wear a monocle. (laughs) It's balancing on top of its eyeball. And you're like, as you're looking around, Penny, you see more of these pictures of the slug in his hat. And oh, it's shit. like him, like, where's one of like him kind of like sitting on a tiny chair at a table. Mm. There's like one of him. Oh my God. <laughs> there's one of him like skydiving. Oh my God. Is this like, um, is this the biplation little bub? <laughs> Sky was a big fan of this slug, whoever this slug is. Yeah, and then he, he, different different pictures. He's wearing like a different jaunty tiny hat. Oh God, yes. While while they're looking at slug pictures, I remembered. Does he have? I know he was more of a spatial specialist, but do I find anything actually having to do with the old gods or the rebels or the lady or anything like that? Nope. Bah. None none of that nonsense. Okay. The man who fucking loves science. And a slug. I like how she has a whole backstory for a slug and a hat, but you're just like, what about this thing that's actually about the story? She's like, no, there's none of that. (laughs) So, Deanna, the long answer to the short answer was, as you're looking around the house, you don't see anything about Rebrog or religion or anything at all. You can tell that this guy's religion was his work. Your kind of guy. Right. Yep. Okay. So, 
as like you're all looking at various pictures of Slug and Loxus is watching all of you, Loxus, you actually see from the other room looking out the window a group of four people approaching the lab's back door. People or and little guys? My Plasian. Okay. You see them start to... Uh, hey, you guys, we got company. And as Loxus says that, <laughs> the back door to the lab blows open. Everybody, this is Danny, and you have been listening to Mamory Alpha. Your hosts would like to thank Smelly Tooth for our theme song and Roll Music for various other musics on the podcast. You can find us online at mamoryalpha.com or on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Mamory Alpha. You can find our other projects and our Patreon at postrepost.com. 